does the pursuit of an independent career path have on women's mental health? And are we ignoring signs like burnout? Are women being deceived by the glamorous image of the dazzling career woman? What does it mean for their choices regarding family? We continue our investigation into what we should tell the next generation of women. But first, I would like to take a second to speak to our listeners in Israel, because a part of our audience is there, and a large part has friends and family affected by the massive invasion from Gaza and attack from Lebanon on Israel this week. This has been the worst day for Jews since the Holocaust. The terrorists have killed whole families in their homes and abducted women and children. If you want to do something to help directly, I'll link to israelrescue.org, which is a medical response service in Israel, United Hatzala. Aside from that, our thoughts and prayers are with you every moment. In times of strife, Jews for the last millennia have turned to Psalms of David like this one. May the Lord answer you in time of trouble. They collapse and lie fallen, but we rally and gather strength. Today I have with me a special guest. Her name is Rebecca Misteregen. She's a Norwegian journalist with a bachelor's degree in the history of ideas from the University of Oslo, where she also worked for a time as a consultant at the Department of Philosophy, History of Ideas and Art in Classical Languages. She's traveled the world to cultivate an extensive network in the conservative media space. She's a public figure, has thousands of followers across many platforms, and is currently the face and host of Doc TV, a Norwegian independent conservative news outlet. She's living the life of the successful modern independent woman. Welcome, Rebecca. Thank you for being with us today. Well, thank you for having me. That was quite a impressive introduction when I listen back to to um, what I've done in my life, I guess, and accomplished. So, would you tell us about your your journey? That led you to where you are today. Um, I uh, yeah, I started out studying history of ideas, and just that in itself was a a very at times mm -hmm. frustrating journey because there were expectations from the people around me uh, of what I was supposed to do in life. Uh, not necessarily concrete uh, expectations of what I should do, but what do you become studying the history of ideas? Was the was the general question. And to be honest, Hannah, I, I did that just because I had an interest in philosophy. So to me, that has, that was really important to me to, to cultivate my interest in that. So that was my start of my adult life, uh, studying that and, and having, you know, uh, a lot of questions posed at me for what are you going to be when you're done? What are you going to do with your life? How are you going to have an income and, and all of those things. And, um, I, I never regretted studying that because it has later in life given me the advantage of what I'm currently doing in my job. So it's a way of thinking and and reading and, and learning to think, know, um, being a critic. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, no, it hasn't been an easy journey from from then mm -hmm. till now. Yeah. It absolutely. And now hasn't. you're 34. I'm 35 actually. I'm turning. 36 by the end of December this year and I am no longer a single woman but uh, I am not married and I do okay. not have any children. 
And was this the life that you envisioned yourself having when you were younger? Um, both yes and no. Um, if you asked me 10 years ago or six years ago, what, what will you be doing in, in six years or 10 years or five years? My answer would not be what I'm doing today. So that was sort of a serendipity. I fell into, to something that I absolutely love to do. Um, uh, which I would have never imagined because I didn't go down the path mm -hmm. of becoming a journalist, um, to put it bluntly. But, but no, not at all. Um, when I was younger, before I started university and throughout my early 20s, all the way till my late tw 20s, actually, I never wanted children, okay. which mm -hmm. is kind of interesting. So I, the, the life that I, um, that I'm, when I look back, there are things that I wish that I did differently, but I do not regret okay. my life. And what were those that things way. that you would have done differently? So family and, um, and, you know, family life is something that I absolutely want. Uh, and it's kind of a cliche, isn't it? You get told that, well, people tell you that, well, just give it some time. You want to want children. You'll get to the point where family is important, that this is, that career isn't any, mm -hmm. everything in life. And I, I deem mm -hmm. that to be very true. Mm -hmm. Was there a crossroads that yeah. you came to where you could have chosen one thing over the other, or that you did choose career over family, or did the, the years just go by? What, what happened when you look back? So for my 20s, I was in a relationship, um, a long-term relationship. Um, so I absolutely had the opportunity to, to have children. Um, with that said, that was not the right relationship for me. There's a lot of things that I could have done differently. Because um, early on, like even when I was in university, I, I did two semesters in, in the UK um, and I could have changed the course of my life right then and there, but I didn't, I came back, I was still in this relationship and, um, I, I should have left that relationship early. Um, I shouldn't have cultivated mm -hmm. that for, for 10 years. Um, but with that said, I don't, I don't regret it because it taught me a lot mm -hmm. of life lessons that I'm very grateful to have right now. So, but, but for sure, I could have chosen to have children at that point. But that was something I absolutely did not want, not with the partner I was with. And also, I was, um, I very much believed in the idea of the career woman. And I spent my 20s chasing okay. my career. How um, did that come about? Yeah. Did you, uh, did you have a role model? Did you have, what did you envision when you were younger? So I didn't have a role model per se. There was not a, a, a specific person that I, I would look to and mm -hmm. go like, oh, I want her life. Um, but it, it was more of the idea of an independent, strong, successful woman. And um, I was working hard in, in the IT business, actually, uh, for years, uh, climbing mm -hmm. the, the career ladder mm -hmm. as we in the region. 
um, to make more money, to have more uh, st status, um, to to be. It was very important to me how mm -hmm. I looked from the outside, how people viewed mm -hmm. me, where I was in life. Um, and I came to realize because I did burn myself out uh, that I had no idea what success mm -hmm. is or what the ideal life is. What are where's my value system is is sort of where mm -hmm. I ended up with yeah. that. So back then, the the values you had were based on how much money you made um, and uh, your your title. Yes. Uh, how much money I made, my title, how it looked from the outside. So mm. external yeah. factors. Where would you say yeah. that that come that came from when you in your childhood? Uh, where do you think you took those values from? What were you told? In honesty, I don't know uh, where these values came from. I think so. Within my my home, uh, I've always had support. Um, it's not that I've been told that family values aren't important or, or uh, that someone put a pressure on me to, to be successful or anything like that in, within my own family structure. Um, but the ideas, I think, uh, the idea of the career woman is something that has been integrated from an early age mm -hmm. through school and through um, mm -hmm. social circle. Through um, So I... I I, as a kid, I moved a lot. Um, I was always the new kid <laughs> at the school. Um, and so, you know, uh, once I settled down in a place like having that friend group and being the cool kid and all of that, not that being the cool kid was important to me, but I kind of always was a part of, of mm -hmm. uh, many cliques. And so I think it came about in that sort of way, uh, if I'm going to... Uh, analyze myself in a quick way that that I need to be independent basically and and be self-sufficient mm -hmm. no matter what yeah sense. and I guess when you're the new kid yeah. you're judged on a different uh scale you're 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 judged then based on exterior factors rather than uh, you know what comes later than loyalty and the your your worth as a friend and those things that would come when you stay longer yeah, the longevity mm -hmm. of friendships and relationships yeah. are not present. Right? Okay. So, How come you moved yeah. around so much? So it was kind of by by chance. <laughs> uh, I um, my mom got a job at the other opposite part of, in the opposite part of the country, and because of the market with housing, it was um, better mm -hmm. house market, and so we moved. But then unfortunately my grandfather passed um by accident in the hospital and which made my grandma be alone basically because all of her kids had mm -hmm. moved around the country right so so she was alone mm -hmm. for the first time in her life losing her husband uh at a very young age so so we moved um back to my mom's hometown up north um to be a part of of my grand well help my grandmother basically um so that happened and then i moved back uh to the east southeast of norway um after a couple of years because it was really rough conditions uh up north so and your that's father how that happened so my parents are divorced they divorced when i was two years old um so 
I've been going back and forth a lot. I did that while I was living in other places in Norway as well with my mother. Uh, I I flew to see my father on holidays, and so that's how the family dynamic for me. So has you been also always. saw then that your mother had to be independent. She had to fend for herself and couldn't depend on a man. Yes. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, that has exactly. to leave a trace. It all, yeah, it obviously does. I mean, she, uh, if any one is my role model, she for sure is my role model. She, um, she finished high school and she did a degree in nursing while I was a kid because we, we, I came from, we were poor. Let me just say that we were very poor when I was a child, a young child. And so she did all of these things. I remember going with her to school, um, and she made it. She she got successful. She had a job. She bought a house. You know, she did all of these things on her own. And I think it's admirable when you have two small kids to, to do mm-hmm. all of those things, you know? Very. Very. Okay. You, you don't have siblings? I have an older brother. And how's yes. he doing? He's doing very well. Um, he's living with his girlfriend, which is very normal in Norway. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily marry. So they have been together for, I can't remember how many years, it's well over 10 years. They have uh, two little sons and um, they're thriving. Yeah. Okay. And then, so uh, you went to study, then you came back and you were in that relationship mm-hmm. that ended. And then, then what happened? Mm-hmm. So what happened is that I didn't really deal with my grief of um, that relationship, what it was and what it could have been and all of these things that you go through when you have a massive uh, life-changing experience. And so I burned out. That's what happened. I burned out completely. Um, after putting myself to work for two years, I broke up. I got into work. I worked as much as I could, not thinking about what actually happened because I wanted to build myself up. My life pretty much fell into tiny pieces. Friendships ended, the relationship ended. Um, I didn't have a place to live and I had to to start my life from scratch basically. And so I dived into that head first, uh, trying to rebuild my life. And then mm-hmm. I burned out. So I just got very sick. Could you describe how that felt for you? What do you mean when you say burned out? So I went into a very deep depression um, to the point where Mm -hmm. you can't get out of bed. Uh, I didn't shower for a week. You know, you you stop Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself in every way possible. And and so that was the beginning of of my depression. And uh, even though I was in this for about two years, the first year being the worst year, obviously, because you have to try to figure things out um, while being very tired. And so I, um, I stopped showering. I stopped taking care of myself. I slept all day. I didn't really talk to anyone. Um, but my mother was there to, to mm-hmm. tend to me, obviously. She got me out of bed and and um, out into the daylight, um, pulled the curtains aside, you know, and, and made sure that I got help with that. And so I started seeing a psychologist and, and 
trying to figure out how I was going to navigate through this. And, and while I was doing that, I, I bought my first apartment on my own, which is a story in itself because turned out it had water damage all over. So I had to sue the previous owner. Like there was a whole process. So that on top of everything, but I came out on the other end, I would say, uh, much better person because what happened during the time where from not being able to function and and starting to i guess you could say clean clean the closet that is my life i realized this is when i realized i didn't really have a a good foundation a good value system i didn't have um i didn't have a a a defined concept like um definition of what success was to me what was important in life what really mattered so so this um burnout actually helped me uh, a lot uh, to figure all of those things out yeah a lot of people think that um a burnout is simply you're just tired from work but there's a lot more to it it's it's because of the life situation and uh, because we we suddenly see that what we have been spending all the hours of the day doing doesn't have the meaning that we thought that it did and I mean, we we as humans we are capable of you know limitless things and power and energy but if we think that it has that we're doing it for the proper reasons so what were when you came out of that what were the values what like what changed uh, what would you how would you um, describe your value system now and also how, how sorry how how old were you then at that time so i was um in my late late 20s mm. about 29 so really going when, into my 30s. when that happens for it, us this the the biological drive then then kicks in Exactly. And, and it's really well descri- described. A burnout is really uh, uh, a crusher mm-hmm. of illusion of what your life mm-hmm. is. That is exactly what it is. And, and um, no, my value system, I started to read a lot. Um, I read a lot of not necessarily self help books, but I guess they're in that c- category. There's mm-hmm. a lot of really good ones uh, that can make you reflect upon your life. And what I realized was that uh, having designer bags and flying all over the place and having uh, nice holidays and all of that isn't really the equivalent mm-hmm. to success. So for me, I had to really dig deep and, and figure out what is important in my life. What is it that brings me joy and makes me happy? So I started at the very beginning. Uh, I went back to my childhood and I wrote down everything that I used to do that made me happy. So I started painting, drawing. I went uh, horseback riding a lot. Um, So I I started doing the activities that I enjoyed as a child. And that really got me to a place where I figured out that it was important that in my everyday, not when I go on holiday or when I take a picture for my Instagram, but in my every waking hour of the day is spending my time doing something Mm. that brings me joy. And that is success to me is having a fulfilling life and a fulfilling life. Nobody can tell you what a fulfilling life is. That is something that comes from within. Okay. 
How how do you feel today? So today I feel pretty good, um, to be honest. But I do still have challenges、mm. in my life. Obviously, our life is not、uh, easy. It's a roller coaster ride with a with a few dashes of rain and ice. You know.、Um, I I'm today I'm at the point as I said I'm 35 going on 36 and I really really want a family life. That is something that is、yeah. super important to me.、Um, I don't know if I will be able to fulfill that dream, but it's absolutely something that I do spend、right. time thinking about. And、um, besides from that, I'm I'm happy I'm happy in my career because I did choose to do something. Like I said, it was a serendipity moment. I fell into, kind of fell into it, doing what I'm doing today as a journalist.、Um, and、um, how the, the way it's fulfilling to me is that、um, I wish I had that insight in my life earlier on. The conservative value set, the way we appreciate relationships,、um, keeping tabs on what's really going on in the world because it's important for your Life, your community, and in your individual self, and so being able to be in a position where I can inform and perhaps influence、um, the community or or people to making、uh, decisions that is not,、um, you know,、uh, a part of the crazy vogue, absurd society that we're living in today.、Uh, Is fulfilling、mm-hmm. to me, so so I'm、yeah. very happy with that.、And、when did that change come about? You were saying you had the burnout at 29, 30. When did you have that realization that you want a family life? Because you were very sure in your 20s that you didn't want that. If I understood you correctly. Yes. So I did not want children at all. Um, uh, I um. I this is the way I thought about it, and it's gonna sound really, really bad. <laughs> I thought about it in this way, so I didn't want children because I didn't want children to、okay. ruin my beautiful body. That that was one.、Uh, talking about、yeah. how people view you and the external factors, right? So I didn't、mm-hmm. want a baby to ruin my body. The second of all was I didn't want to spend time raising children because I wanted to、yeah. cultivate my own dreams. So、uh, they're both very selfish、uh, and superficial, I would say,、um, goals and wants in life.、Um, and I kept on holding on to that for a very long time. And so by the time my relationship ended, that we did have a few discussions prior to that about having children. And I absolutely did not want to. At that time, I did not want to because I didn't want to have children with that particular person. And so, when I got out of that relationship, which was a huge freedom thing to me,、um, I started thinking about family and relationships because I did lose a lot of relationships because of this breakup. So I had. Like the friends that I was always there wasn't there anymore. It was a total shift in my life. That's when I started to think about the meaning of relationships in life, and that is really when I started to think about children.、Hmm. So that brings us to thirty-two or later. 
Yeah, well, around, yeah, early 30s. So 31, mm -hmm. 32, um, getting mm -hmm. through the burnout. Like that, it's a realization that yeah. kind of sneaks up on you. And uh, maybe yeah. it's biological, Hannah. I don't know, but yeah. uh, it it's happens. Very much biological. All of a sudden, you're there. Like, oh. um, yeah. And that happens for us later and later now. And we really, yeah. we think we have a lot of time. Yeah. And we don't, we don't have a lot of time. That's the worst about having this realization so late. Like you, in my case, sitting there in my early thirties thinking, oh God, I want a family, but I don't want a family mm -hmm. with just anyone. I want to have a partner, a family life. And so beginning to, to try to find someone mm -hmm. that matches you, that you can get to know and see if there is a possibility of yeah. a good family life, you know? in your early 30s it's like how long does it take to get to know a person really mm -hmm. like seven years you need at least two years to get to know someone if you're gonna have it well that's my thinking anyway if you're gonna be connected mm -hmm. to them for the rest of your life your child and so then your biological mm -hmm. clock where is it at you know it's it's it, the yeah. years passes very quickly. yeah we don't count the we don't the the years that is needed to find that stable relationship okay. exactly so looking back now, would you sacrifice some of your independence for that family life? So, yes, uh, I, w I wouldn't go back and change anything that happened in my life uh, because everything that happened put me where I am today. And, and I don't regret living my life the way I live, have lived it. But today, if I were fortunate enough to get to have children now i would definitely sacrifice for those kids i would never this is also one of the things i don't want to send my kids if i have them to kindergarten not at all or daycare i don't want that for my children i don't want to be that sort of mom that runs off to work and see my kids three hours of the day before they go to bed i don't want to be that kind of parent it's important to me that the partner that I end up having children with if I have children, because we don't know my mm -hmm. biological clock is ticking, um, that I am, we're financially in a position where I can actually stay home with my children for at least their first years, mm -hmm. not year, but years. So, so that is the factor that plays into this as well, obviously. But yeah, I would sacrifice uh, a lot for my children because yeah, that's something definitely. you hear a lot in these communities where um where they talk about being a stay-at-home mom or being a housewife or a trad wife that you know um well they give warnings to women be careful because you know if you uh, if you if you sacrifice your independence for the family life then you can come out of the the loser you'll stand alone you won't have anything like what you saw with that, mm -hmm. what you what you had to experience with your with your mom. So having seen both worlds, exactly. it's very interesting that you sort of say, you know, this I've lived both. Yes, and and you know, I um, when it comes to sacrificing your career, I don't think uh, that is a big deal. To be honest with you, and when I look back at it, uh, what for me at, at least the way I view it, how I came to the conclusion um, that my values were way off and what was important was way off um, is because I was chasing that, 
you know, ideal that you're presented about what you should be from an external factor. And I remember sitting in class, I had, um, uh, I don't remember the name of the class, but it was uh, something practical politics or something like that um, in, um, in social science. And so we were talking about the, what is it called in English? Qu quotation? When you put quotas, women in position yeah, instead of men because yeah, quotas, yeah. So we're talking about quotas. And, and the professor that I had at the time, which was absolutely brilliant, I'm sorry, I don't remember his name, but he was absolutely brilliant in this class. And he asked uh, the fun fundamental question, you know, if you have um, Eric that has been working consistently and hard, for years through education through through a job he's been working his way up the, the career ladder and then you have julie that did the same you know um education she worked for a couple of years then she was out of the career uh, her career because she had a couple of kids so you have the pregnancy and then you have the the year after so she's out of mm -hmm. it for two maybe three years And then she comes back and they both apply for the same position as a leader. So Eric doesn't get it because Julie has the quota to, to get mm -hmm. the position. Is she the most qualified? Probably not. I don't know. Maybe, prob but probably not. And Eric has worked for nothing. So the, 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 there's parallel, parallel things that goes on here. So you have the unfairness of someone working hard and not achieving what they set out to achieve because someone gets a shortcut. So that is the, the business uh, and individual level of it. But then you have the, the other side of it. So this woman that had kids, she gets this leader position. How is she going to be there for her kids in such a um, demanding job? And so we don't really think about the, the, those types of things people are talking about nannies and, and daycare and well the state's going to take care of your kids why would you want to have kids if you're not going to spend any time with them and why is that such a bad thing because when you grow up and become an adult and i'm not talking in your 20s i'm pretty sure i'm still a, a teenager in the in life you know <laughs> like i felt like i started to grow up when i reached my 30s i'm probably in my teenage years and i'll be an adult <laughs> by 50 i guess uh, but <laughs> but like when you start to grow up and you realize what's important relationships mm -hmm. are important they are the most important thing you have in life besides mm -hmm. the love for yourself and if you do truly love yourself You mm -hmm. take care of your relationships. Yeah. And kids are absolutely. a part of that. And also when we sacrifice for others, that gives us a sense of meaning. Yeah. Exactly. But it's interesting to hear from someone like you who have lived a life that people put um, at the same level as having kids. Like this can give you meaning. Your career can give you meaning. And, uh, you know, chasing, chasing titles and position can give you meaning uh, as much as having a family and they put those two next to each other and they, everything's okay everything is of equal value and then i'm trying to answer the question how are we really doing and are we locking ourselves in what do you have to say to that yeah i don't think we're doing well and we are locking ourselves in uh, in a way because um there's a lot of factors 
to having a society, um, a community, and a, and a and politics that requires, especially in Norway, and I'm sure in a lot of the European countries, to have two incomes to be able to actually have children. So that means you have to have a well-paid job, well, two well-paid jobs, to be able to create a family life where you don't see your kids so that that is one part of it and i think that the career woman that everybody chases well not everybody but a lot of people chases is due to this system as well we're 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 taught in in scandinavia in general that mm-hmm. women are equal to men and, and with that said um i believe i believe that i mean i believe men are equal to to women in the sense of uh, human rights and, and all of those things, like we're, we're equally valuable, but we're not equal when it comes to work life. We're not equal when it comes to biology. We're not equal mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. You know, we have different roles. We don't we can't play the same role mm-hmm. that creates chaos. So what is your plan now to fulfill these newfound dreams and expectations? So I am fortunate that I have found a partner that I love very much. Uh, and uh, we live on different, um, we live in dof- different countries. So that's something that we we're trying to resolve at the moment. But, but um my, I don't really have a plan. Who is it that says that? And Tell God your plan. God laughs. And... Now we, we make plans and exactly. God laughs. I, I think it is. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I'm not really, um, I'm not, like I have intentions for my life, but I don't really plan particularly how, how things are going to evolve with um, my relationships. Because if there's one thing I've learned in life is that, Whenever there's another individual involved, there's compromise and there's no controlling or planning that. So, so um, I hope that we can get to a point where, where we can create a family and have a family life. So, so obviously, I spend a lot of time um, with my relationship mm-hmm. in whichever way I can. Um, that's super important and. And if uh, and I've thought about you know what am I going to do if I have kids what will what will I do about my job because um, maybe from looking from the outside in it, it looks like hmm. uh, success um, and it is in many ways I've been able to travel the world I've uh, built a network of people that I adore um, who are super talented and good in their respective areas of expertise. Um, and um, there's a lot of collaboration to be done. Um, you know, there, there, it's a lot of important work for communities and, and for the individual person and society and, and states even uh, that can be done to make sure that we have prosperous, healthy mm-hmm. lives ahead of us. Um, and I'm grateful to be a part of that, but when the time comes that I might have children, I am happy to cut back on that work and leave that with Mm. someone to take over, um, to take that over. It's not, like I said, my success is not no longer defined in what I achieve. 
in my workplace. And I think um, one of those things is to take yourself out of the equation. So what title I have is not important. Um, it, what people see uh, and think they know is not important. Um, what is important is that the work gets done and that is done properly and that we can move forward with what is done. So, and I am not irreplaceable, not at all. So I think that um, there's a younger gener generation, younger than, than us coming soon as well. Like they're, they're starting to prosper. They're getting to their, through, through their twenties now. And I think, you know, people need to realize we need to cultivate those people that realize that life is not all about the career mm -hmm. woman. So when you have kids, let's say it like that, because I'm pretty sure that will happen for you. You know, that you, you say, because you, you're a person who will reach your goals. So let's be optimistic. <laughs> um, <laughs> what, what will you tell your daughter so that she doesn't fall into the, let's call it tra the, the traps that you fell into? Oh, wow. I haven't even thought about that. What would I tell my daughter? Um, I don't really think there's, uh, one particular thing I could tell her. Uh, I, I think I would want to show her through the way we live our lives. Um, but if I had to tell her something is that, you know, always listen to that little voice within that's screaming when everybody's trying to um, burden you with out, outside mm -hmm. expectations. Um, because I think that we all, all of us really know deep inside if we, if we let that voice be heard. And it's not important what other people think about what you do. I think that is to be un unapologetically yourself and, um, and also cultivate relationships. I think, I think that is the main message. Don't be fooled by all the glitz and glams of the outside world cultivate mm -hmm. your relationships and that will show you mm -hmm. the way. Do you tell her that, um, a, a glamorous career is not what you think that it is. It doesn't give you what you think it will. And, um, absolutely. Um, yeah. Cause when she then says, Yo, you know, you're a career woman for, for 15 years and I want to do the same. Like I want to, so well, what will you tell her then? So pursue your goals. Definitely. Uh, don't let anyone stop you from pursuing your goals, but make sure you make time and sp time and space for your relationships. Because I didn't do that. And there's natural reasons to why I didn't as well, you know, not having longevity in relationships and stuff like that. You mean that. romantic um, relationships? Obviously. Well, I, I mean both friendships and, and romantic relationships and your your the relationships mm -hmm. you have within your family. Uh, it's super important to have those relationships. And if you don't take care of those relationships, you lose, uh, you lose yourself on the path. And so I think, I think that is, uh, you can pursue your goals and you can have career goals, 
but again, it comes back to not have like telling them, telling outer expectations apart from, from mm-hmm. your desires. Cause I think that's where many people get trapped. Uh, we have this idea, just look at social media as a really great example, right? You look at these influencers living the life. It looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. They look beautiful. Um, they're having fun. And behind it all, they're crying over all the ugly comments. But they're just trying to live up to the standard that other people set for them. And it's the same with a career woman. And so don't dive into a career that you don't really want just because you want to be uh, be that career woman. You know, don't become an influencer just because everybody else wants to become an influencer. And so you got to have something within yourself and your heart that you want to share. And that goes for work as well as your relationships. And I think balancing out what your Mm -hmm. inner desires are and making room for relationships and taking care of those Mm -hmm. relationships is key to not falling into um, a career the chasing the career Mm -hmm. woman trap so i get the impression that you um when you're in your 20s you should spend more time making sure that your romantic relationship is the one that you want to oh that yeah. you want to uh, put your that you want to put your eggs in that basket right that is, <laughs> literally that is what we yeah. uh, what we need to go ahead and we can't just okay now i want to have kids and then that happens for us like you yeah. experience so you spent 10 exactly. years with someone that you didn't really that didn't awaken that biological drive in you and then mm-hmm. that. you know what that is actually a really really great uh suggestion uh if you're in your 20s and you're thinking no i don't want children i don't mm-hmm. think you've met the correct partner and it um there's a lot of reasons for that you know and i i think maybe we can talk about that some other time hannah but um birth control plays a huge part in people choosing the wrong partner and in all honesty, I think I was one of those yeah, people. Crazy. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so I got off it. I stopped using mm-hmm. hormonal birth control. So a lot of things changed for me. And I think women are set up from the beginning to sort of uh, fail in their biological, natural, and um, and yeah. motherly role. Uh, we're set up from, from our early teenage years to fail in that. Is my perception. You sent me a really, uh, a really clever uh, meme yesterday. Do you want to tell us about that? What was that again? Uh, uh, I can't remember. That that really reminded me what you said now of that. My bikini waxer said something that blew my mind this week. We were talking about feeling lost after turning 34 and why we felt that way. Then she said, we're the first generation of 30-somethings not building traditional families. There's no blueprint for us. We're paving the way. That is exactly true. Yeah, yeah, I I actually forgot all about that meme. But yes, um, I feel that way. I that rang so true with me when I read it. And um, 
I I do think there's a lot of factors that play into this. Like I said, I think you're setting, like not you, but we are setting up young girls from an early age to not cultivate their natural role. And I'm think I'm I'm guessing. I don't guess. I know that a lot of people would be pissed at me for saying this, like the natural how role, the biology, all of those things. But how dare I? But that is the truth. We have teenagers put on hormonal birth control. Hormonal birth control, um, uh, it messes up your system. It makes you choose the wrong partner. A lot of the times, yeah, yeah, there are studies more on effeminate this. Men, and you see it, really... the men are much more effeminate nowadays. Yeah. And then you go off it, and suddenly you have exactly. stories of, of women breaking up with their long-time boyfriends because they went off the hormonal birth mm-hmm. control. Suddenly, they didn't find them attractive anymore. Exactly. So there's that, and then there's the you know, uh, young young adults, young females are already prone to a lot of I don't know. The, the women are are yeah, different species than men. Yeah, and so hormonal birth control it really um, makes that even harder because a lot of the side effects are anxiousness, depression, and all of these things. And so you don't really get to evolve your own hormonal system on this. So that's the one part of that's the biological um, setup, if you will. And then there's the psychiatric or, or psychological setup is the career woman, mm-hmm. the perfect life. You're equal, you're strong, mm-hmm. you're independent. When did mothers stop being equal, strong, and Yeah, that's what I took offense to. That, oh, don't lose your independence. Don't, you know, uh, make yourself less than, it's like, you think I'm less than? You think I'm not strong and independent? Exactly. And I've seen this with influencers and bloggers, you know, them telling about their their journey into motherhood, saying, oh, I lost myself for a while. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, I lost myself in my relationship. I've lost myself at work. I've lost myself and my path in multiple situations that had nothing to do with children. Of course, you're going to lose yourself a, a bit of your independence and your path and everything like that on your or on in your way of becoming a mother as you do in work and other relationships as well. And then you correct, direct, and put yourself back on the path. That is called life. Hmm. I think it's interesting that we're, we're sort of like petting women that wants to take care of their children and, and cultivate those relationships and make strong, healthy human beings. And then at the same time, we're supposed to celebrate men, quote unquote, breastfeeding babies they haven't even given birth to. That should be like a huge thing. Yeah, that's perfect. That's wonderful and beautiful. But try being a woman going breastfeed your baby in public. That's disgusting and sexual and horrific. And there's so many double standards here. And I think it's gotten so bad now that it should be obvious to everyone what they're really doing. It mm-hmm. is a trap. Did you get a lot of encouragement when you were um, when you were pursuing your career sort of single-mindedly or when you succeeded? And yes and no, nothing uh, out of the ordinary. Um, I mean, family members were proud of me and all of that, but nothing to the extent of like, you know, um, 
they would have been just as proud, I think, if I had babies instead. Uh, I know that both my mother and my father are happy about being grandparents. You know, they they love those little two fireballs. Um, and so, but I think there's a different perception to what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Being a single mom is not acceptable. And um, not having, um, I don't know the translation, but like, where everything's stable is not acceptable. You can't just bring a baby into a chaotic life. And so I've like in those standards, it's, I've never really had the, been in the position to have a baby. You know what I no, mean? Of course like, not. You want to have it, that it, stable it relationship. And I think a lot of women go wrong when they, um, when they don't spend enough time. I think that they're discouraged from putting so much um, emphasis on finding the right partner. There's a lot of encouragement for having mm. casual relationships or being single, figuring things out, you know, going on Tinder and the, and uh, yeah, those things, they don't lead to something, to something that you want to, um, right, that you want to stay put, um, in yeah. a life. You want to uh, build a family with, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, build a family, but it's. It's even more than that. Share your finances, be connected to for the rest of your life is a mm-hmm. life-changing decision, right? So so um, I think we talk about having children in a way that's kind of toxic uh, with how they ruin women's lives and all of that. But but what's um, what what's, should be a conversation is how, fi- how to find a relationship that you would want to put your life in a huge overhaul through you know like we don't really talk about that and i think that is a part of our culture as well like you said with tinder uh hookups hookup culture and all of this and and that is viewed as you know the normal thing to do and they encourage this to happen and i i think it's very telling hannah that that right now today in our time and age being in opposition or being rebellious is actually being in a family life or wanting a long-term partner or being conservative or having faith in God. Um, All of these things are today the Mm -hmm. opposition or rebellious. And, And that tells us really everything that we need to know because everything that is driven in our mainstream culture at the moment is um destructive to those things that is so that that i completely agree that was very well said thank you okay (laughs) is there anything Um, that you feel you haven't said or it's important to get out there um life lessons from rebecca mr (laughs) egan okay life lessons from rebecca um i would say sit read more that's one thing read more books uh and not necessarily you know uh fiction or um stuff like that but read more books that make you think critically about life your mindset and and society all together and take a look at your value system if you can sit down and spend time asking yourself questions what is important to me what do I want in life? What is what does being successful mean? All of these questions with yourself will show you how superficial or how 
deeply, you really, you're really cultivating your life and you can make changes from there. So that would be my life lesson. Thank you so much.